0: What's the difference between a digital nomad and a digital homebody? And which one are you? What are the advantages and disadvantages of both? In this video, I'm gonna discuss with you an honest representation of both types of freelancing so that you can decide where you fit in. And I am biased towards being a digital homebody, but I'm going to present digital nomading as a viable option and help you understand the challenges that come with it and that come with both types of freelancing. What is a digital nomad? Well, if this is you, then you're always on the move. And I mean, always on the move. Um, you're, you're not a digital nomad if you like traveling a couple times a year. Uh, you're, you're the kind of freelancer who is a wanderer. You don't really have a home base. You, know, you might have a home country where you grew up but in this phase of life that you're in you, you don't really have a single place that you live your hometown is your laptop it's your cell phone you work remotely not from home uh, you work out of hotel rooms and temporary apartments and the beach and parks and so forth you you don't like being tied down to one place or one community or one group of people you enjoy earning money Remotely and also spending it pretty quickly on your nomad lifestyle. It's like money comes in and then it goes out sometimes in the same day. (laughs) Um, You prioritize having fun in the short term over planning for the long term goals. Uh, Some younger millennials, and especially Generation Z, they really do love the flexibility and the spontaneity that comes from being a digital nomad. And they're very attracted to that type of freelancing because of just really the demographic of, of the age group they're in. They're usually in their 20s. They're not really sure what the rest of their life looks like yet. Maybe they're still in college or they just got out of college. And there's a lot of kids that graduate college and they, they still aren't sure what to do next. And or they graduate high school and aren't sure what to do next. And they also can become a digital nomad. Um, as they take a break before going to college or they just decide they don't want to go to college at all because they're like, well, I'm actually making pretty good money doing this freelancing thing. Maybe I don't need a degree. Um, and, uh, and that is, that is a, that is a fact by the way, that you really don't need a degree to make money if you have the right skills. Um, now The digital nomads, they're experimenting essentially with different types of living. They're experimenting with different types of uh, diverse relationships. They're really just not ready to settle yet. Now, what are the pros and cons of digital nomading Uh, so that you can understand whether it's something you want to pursue or whether you're more of a homebody freelancer? So some pros is that you can learn a lot about different people and cultures around the world, right? If you're always, always traveling to different places, you get to know different types of people and you get to really learn and have a rich cultural experience. You can have a lot of fun adventures and uh, that that most other people don't experience very often. You can build an international network very easily, and there are some advantages to that. You have a flexible work schedule, which is also... Uh, homebody freelancers also have that but um uh, digital nomads take it to the extreme you can essentially live life more spontaneously now what are some of the disadvantages of being a digital nomad although they they meet more people their relationships tend to be more surface level right because you don't stay in one place for very long so you really can't dig deep on any one relationship um also, it's a challenge to coordinate meetings and calls with clients because of the time zone difference and because your time zone is shifting often as well. So if you have a long term client, it can be difficult for that long term client to follow you around as you keep shifting to different places. Um, now, Three, you can more easily drop the ball on various tasks that need to be done for your business and that need to be done for your clients because you're more distracted and you don't have one central place where you're organizing your office. Um, Again, I'm not saying that every digital nomad is like this, but it's, it's, you're more susceptible to be like this for, to have these issues as a digital nomad. Uh, You can have a hard time convincing higher end business clients to take you seriously. That's a big one um, as it's harder to convince them that you're a serious business owner because they see you as more predict unpredictable. They see you as less focused. Um, even though there are plenty of digital nomads that are very organized and focused, it's harder to convince clients of that because most of your clients are business owners and businesses that have a very regular, Lifestyle that live in one place that aren't traveling around. They live in a in a house in a neighborhood with their families, and so they have a harder time understanding where you're coming from and the kind of lifestyle you have. Um, and so it uh, it it is more difficult to help them see that you're reliable. Even if you are reliable, you're going to have to go the extra mile to convince them of that. Um, and, and and they're just assuming that you're gonna be that you're gonna be young and that you're going to be inexperienced, even if you are very skilled at what you do. Um, now, when I hire freelancers for my business, um, I do avoid hiring digital nomads because of the difficulty that comes with working with somebody that keeps moving around, and it's hard to coordinate times to connect. Uh, communication can be iffy. Um, So I do avoid that, even though I know that there are some very skilled ones out there. Uh, Now, also, it's more difficult to get paid unless you process everything online and you have the right technology to deal with being in different countries and different locations. Also, your Internet. This is a really big one. Your Internet can be more unreliable as you move around, which can cause bottlenecks in the online work that you're doing for clients that you, know, you go to one hotel or one place and the internet service just isn't as great and it's going to fluctuate depending on the country or the place that you're in or if you're just going around the United States, it can, it can still fluctuate. As you can see, in my opinion, there, there are more cons than pros when it comes to being a digital nomad, but it doesn't mean that that version of freelancing should be totally avoided. I'm not saying that it's it's such a bad thing, you just don't even go there. Um, I think it is right for some people, but I do believe that it is just a phase for them, digital nomading is always just a phase. Um, you can only be a nomad for so long before converting into a digital homebody, because it's at the core of who we are as humans to settle and to take root in one place at some point, and to build a more stable life to really build prosperity. Uh, you have to kind of root yourself somewhere. Now, being a homebody doesn't mean that you never travel or that you never adventure. It doesn't mean that you're a recluse. It doesn't have to mean that at all. It just means that you have one primary house that you build your life from and that you're at most of the time. Most people thrive when they can stay in one place for at least a couple of years. And when you're in your 20s and you're wanting to explore the world and figure out your direction in life, then yeah, being a digital nomad can be one way to do that. You can work and earn money while you travel. It's, it's a cool thing. But it gets to the point where many of them realize that they want more than just spontaneous fun. Uh, they want more than just constantly meeting new people. They want to actually get to know some of the people they do know better. And they, want to, they start to crave those deeper relationships. Overall, they get to a point where they want some more long-term meaning in their life. Um, it it's really is more of a phase than a lifetime calling. You, I mean, you rarely, you rarely see somebody in their 40s being a digital nomad. Because it starts to lose purpose after a while. Uh, Kids in their 20s sometimes need to go on this taste testing frenzy and they need to travel the world and experience a lot of different people and on that surface level. And that's okay. And uh, it really is for people that they're coming out of college or they're coming out of high school and they just don't know what to do next. They're unsure about their purpose. They're unsure about their life goals. That's what digital nomading is for. Is, is those people and it's and it's okay if they have to go through that phase now what is a digital homebody? let's dive deeper into that they're essentially freelancers who like having a home base they thrive off of working from home instead of a hotel room they prefer to stay at home most of the year and they're not continuously traveling around they root themselves in a community and they build fewer but stronger relationships and they tend to be more family oriented they uh most parents who are self-employed are digital homebodies. Um there are freelancers who are single with no kids that are also homebodies too, but freelancing parents tend to be the majority of the homebody freelancer community. Um they tend to be people that at some point they do want to get married and they want to have kids and they want to build a family or they want to just get married and not have kids, but either way they want to settle to some point. Um and, uh, I know that there are some families that are more related to the digital nomad type of side of things where the, maybe they're a married couple with no kids or they're a married couple with kids and they are constantly traveling and they don't have a home base and it's part of their career and it's part of their life purpose and what they're involved in. Maybe it's various humanitarian work or just, um, a different type of career that involves constantly traveling around. Um, And I still consider them a part of the digital homebody community to an extent because they still root themselves in a family. Their family is their home opposed to a single house. Um, And they they still have that the meaning that comes from settling in a few relationships. Um, They're not just out having fun, experimenting with different things. They have a purpose. They have a clear career path. And they're and they're building a family. They're creating that legacy. They're rooting themselves in those relationships. Um, and I know some freelancing families that are like this. And so I think that they're more on the outskirts of the digital homebody community. They're kind of a hybrid, um, but I wouldn't consider them just a, just a digital nomad in the way that I described it before. Um, but my wife and I, we're just not those types of people that can always be traveling. Uh, we like having a home base. We like sinking our teeth in, into a place where we can build a strong foundation. And we really like having the consistency that comes from that. So what are the pros and cons of being a digital homebody? Let's, let's outline some of the pros and some of the cons so that you understand whether it's something you want to be involved in or, or not. So pros is that you have consistency in place and in routine, which can really help your business to have one place where you're working and you have a specific routine in your life that helps you have a more set work schedule. And that also actually helps when it comes to convincing clients to take you more seriously. Overall, you can build up a more comfortable living accommodation that provides more space than you would get out of a small apartment or a hotel room. You can get plugged into a community where you can form deeper relationships. You have more stability. It's easier to build a business that's very organized. Um, It's easier to convince clients to take you seriously as a business owner. And it's easier to make long-term goals that you can work towards. And you're you're in a place where you can really grow roots and build a strong foundation (sighs) instead of constantly reaching to the skies, but not having deep enough roots to sustain it. Um, You can certainly raise a family with much higher degree of work-life balance when you're working at home as a freelancer. Parents can spend more time with their kids than they could in a normal job. And overall, they they feel a greater sense of belonging, staying in one place. It's much easier to form the kind of client relationships that you want to form when you're more like them. Uh, Most of your clients, they are, you know, they might commute to a normal job every day. Um, but, you know, they have a home base and they're raising a family in a single place. Um, so it's easier for them to connect with you. It's easier for them to to trust you. They they feel as if you're more reliable, that you're taking your, your work more seriously and that you're more of an expert in what you're doing. Um, some of the cons is that you don't have as much fun, spontaneous adventures, uh, but you do create more meaningful experiences with the people that you love. Um, also it can be difficult to separate home and work life, especially when raising kids and there are challenges that come with that, but I do have solutions for that. You can definitely get distracted if you don't set boundaries with your kids and you don't have a consistent work schedule. Um, but there are solutions to that and sometimes it can feel mundane depending on your personality, to, to be working at home every day and to not be constantly traveling around. Um, and you can feel more isolated, especially if you don't have a family. If you're single and you're a homebody freelancer, you might feel more isolated if you're not plugged into your community in some way. So I got married two years before I graduated college and I had already established some long-term goals and plans for my career and plans for having kids and so i had very clear direction coming right out of college um, what my life looked like and what i wanted to do next and so being a digital nomad was never something i even desired temporarily i was ready to settle i was ready to build roots and uh, i knew what mattered to me and i was ready to pursue it some people just aren't there yet and they need more time to wander and, and that's okay that's okay um in summary, digital nomads, they're, they're in a phase of life uh, that if they stay stuck there too long, it's really going to delay true success in life because true success goes way beyond just earning money and having fun. Um, eventually, that loses steam and, uh, and it really does lose meaning, and, but it can be an appropriate phase for some people that need that time. So I'm, I'm not dismissing digital nomads, and I do think that they do contribute to the economy, and they have high level of skills and what they do. But I do think that it's just a phase, and if they let it drag on for too long, it will limit their business growth and ultimately their happiness. Um, I've often had an easier time winning contracts with clients uh, over digital nomads who were competing for the same job. Because I was able to present the perception um, that I'm easier to trust, that I'm more organized, that I'm building a business with long-term goals, that I, I'm, I'm sticking around for a while. In other words, hey, I'm, I'm serious about what I'm doing in this business. I know what I want. I know what my purpose is. So I'm, I'm rooting myself in this type of business and I'm going to be building it in the long term. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon so I can be an easier long-term investment for a client. Whereas what they do is they assume that a digital nomad is experimenting with different types of work in the same way they're experimenting with different types of lifestyles and that they could change their mind with the wind. And for that reason, they don't see them as experts in their field as often. Um, they, they, they really do have that fear that within a few months of working with them, they might bail and pursue something else that, that, that whatever the new shiny thing is, maybe now they'll, they'll pursue that. And so they, they assume that a digital nomad is a kid in their twenties with less experience, even if they do have high skills and that they are somebody who, uh, might just keep shifting uh, their business focus so much that a client can't maintain a long-term relationship with them very easily and that they don't have that, uh, reliability. So, uh, that is something to consider, uh, that there is, it can be more difficult to find the kind of clients that really sustain long-term business growth when you are of the digital nomad type of, uh, type of career path, pursuit and lifestyle. So if you're young and you want to pursue the life of a digital nomad for a time, then go for it. Uh, I just want to make sure that you know what you're getting into on the business side of things and the challenges that you may face as you try to convince clients to take you seriously. And if you're a parent, then being a digital homebody is likely the best course. Either either way you choose freelancing overall, in my opinion, is the best type of career. and allows you to pursue the lifestyle that will make you the happiest. So you're in the right place if you're trying to pursue freelancing, whether that's through the nomadic lifestyle or whether you're trying to settle somewhere. Either way, freelancing is the way to go, so you're on the right track with that. And I hope this is helpful to you in you understanding the difference between the two and trying to decide where you fit in to one or the other of those types of freelancing communities. (music)